following is a Goulash Media production. Goulashmedia.net. Welcome to the system is down. Hello, hello, hello. What is up, downers? Welcome back to the least comfortable show on the web. The system is down. My name is Dan Smuts. If you're new here, this is a place where we just talk about all things uncomfortable, namely but not limited to conspiracies, politics, and religion. And today's episode is the conclusion of Craig and I's conversation about the topic of Pizzagate. The first half of this conversation was back in episode 32, so if you missed that, definitely go check that out first because this is just going to kind of jump in the middle of it and you will probably have no idea what we're talking about. So definitely go check that out first and then come back here and finish it off. Now, I want to get into that as quickly as possible, but before we do, i got to let you know about two major things, the first one being the Downers Club, which is our patron program where people pay to support the show and keep us going, help us build this into the biggest, best show that we can possibly make it, and that you can join for as little as $1 a month, and in return, we give you tons and tons of bonus audio content. We do typically two to three bonus episodes every single week, which means including these free episodes, you're getting sometimes four, five, maybe even six episodes a week. You also get access to our exclusive Downers Club Facebook group, and we give away free merch at certain levels. So go check that out at tsidpod.com forward slash support. Also, on there, one of the levels that you can sign up for at the $50 level, I said from the beginning, if you sign up at that level, I will give you a segment in the show. You can come on the show as a regular. And somebody did that. Tyler Mills has signed up at the $50 level, and he's going to give us a bonus segment at the end of this episode that's all about Bigfoot, because he just loves talking about Bigfoot, and I'm all for it. That's awesome. So stick around for that at the end of the show. We'll have the first little clip of that. And once again, you can sign up for the Downers Club at tsidpod.com forward slash support. Also, if you're not already a member of the System is Down forum, that is our free Facebook group forum where we just have open conversations about all these uncomfortable topics that we talk about on the show. A lot of the guests that come on the show are also members of the forum, so you can go in there, ask them questions, ask me questions, chat with everybody. It's just a really great civil environment, and you guys are awesome people at keeping it weird and keeping it civil, keeping it nice and friendly, uh, yet uncomfortable. You guys are great. So if you haven't joined that, you can do so by going to tsidpod.com forward slash forum, or just go to Facebook and type in the system is down forum. It is a closed group, so you'll have to request to join. But if you look like a human, I will let you in. No problem. As I said, this is the second half of the conversation that I had with Craig about Pizzagate. If you missed episode 32, that is the first half, so go check that out first. If you have already heard it, then we'll jump right into this. Uh, Fair warning, this is not a flowery, fun topic to talk about. Um, If you have children in the room, maybe put the earmuffs on or save this for a later time, because some of this conversation can get a little bit graphic. There's no real way of avoiding that in such unpleasant topics as this. But yeah, with all that said, and without further ado, let's get weird. Let's get into artwork a little bit more. Um, let's jump away from freaking Jimmy Comet here, and let's talk about Tony a little bit. Have you seen the stuff about uh, the inside of Tony Podesta's house and his uh, oh, how he chooses yeah, I've his seen decor. his artwork, and it's... See, this whole topic here 
and I know you didn't want to research it. I just wanted to get this out there because we talk conspiracy theories, and this is a big one. And this is an important one, in my opinion. Yeah. But this is a conspiracy theory that if you're sitting at Starbucks or at the mall, you don't want to research this stuff on your phone. If somebody yeah. pops over your shoulder and sees what you're looking at, you're probably going to jail for it. Because yeah. you start pulling up just the Podesta's artwork alone. I don't want to see that stuff on my phone. I don't right. want to see that on anybody's phone. Right. And this artwork has appeared in magazines when people are doing like reports on the Podestas. They take pictures of them in their house, and you can see this artwork full display. This isn't like uh, people possibly posting th- fake things from Instagram. This is like in mainstream magazines, right. full display, this creepy-ass artwork. Very, <laughs> I don't know. I, I have some of the pictures pulled up on my computer mm-hmm. where nobody can look over my shoulder. <laughs> Basically, it's all either cannibal-related, pedophile-related, or very deranged murder scene-related. Yeah. Deranged murder scene or like mental instability-related, stuff like that. Right. Is what he adorns his mansion the f- with. <laughs> the first one, I think this is Tony Podesta's house or office or something, or office in his house. The first one is what appears to be a bronze statue of yep. a naked body contorted over backwards, missing their head. Mm-hmm. It's like if you're to do a back bend and then bend your arms behind you even further and then rip your head off. Um, right. What this is direct a direct image of is one of jeffrey dahmer's was it jeffrey dahmer yeah it's how he left all of his victims yeah it was at least one of them there's a a known picture that is exact resemblance of this statue that is in um tony podesta's house right body left contorted that exact way missing its head it's called the the arch of hysteria and it's like completely lost control you're mentally insane and you like if if you've seen like the exorcism of emily rose it, it's basically something to that effect <laughs> there's another picture on one of their walls there's they have a lot of art from this one artist i don't know the artist's name but it's all the same type of drawing of children yes like one of them looks like two Girls, young girls, laying in a pond, dead, is what right. it looks like. Like, among, like, reeds and stuff like that, and lily pads and stuff. It just looks like two mm-hmm. dead children laying in a pond. There's another yep. one of bu- two these are younger by, uh, girls. These are by Biljana Durjevic. Durjevic. Yeah, they're all children. Kids tied they're all up, younger. kids with, like, bruises and, like, red... Butts all in their underwear, tied up on their knees, stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, there's a one with like six, it looks like young girls standing in a bathroom, I would suggest, because there's floor drains and and tiles, and there's ropes or something hanging from the yep. ceiling. They got their hands behind their back, covering what appears to be really red butts, so yep. symbolizing, like, abuse. Um, there's pictures of kids with their hands bound above their head um there's another of uh the podesta's favorite artists i don't know if they actually have it in their house or if they just 
expressed their love I know of that her art if you type in is a woman named Podesta in artwork her name comes up so there's a link there somewhere I'm not sure exactly what it is but right so this artist's name is Kim Noble and um Kim Noble has this really weird bizarre finger painty type artwork yeah, it's it like literally looks figures. like a, yeah but it looks like a six-year-old could have made this art. Hopefully not as yeah, bizarre as it six-year-old is. six-year-old is, like, f***ed up and needs to be put down. Yeah, exactly. But some of this artwork includes a uh, large finger painty body shape, so like an adult, I would assume, on top of a tiny little body on top of a bed with four other adult presences in the room just surrounding right. the bed. It looks like two of them are holding the child down yep. while the other one is curled up in a ball on top of him, which I presume is him having sex with the child. Right. Um, another one is a person stabbing a child, it appears, or shooting. I'm not sure. Yeah. There's several images of what appears to be children giving oral pleasure to adults. Yep. Uh, um, what are the ones you saw that you just cringed about? There's another one where there's like uh, what looks like maybe a man and a woman on a blanket with a child sitting beside it and something stabbing between the woman's legs as she lies on her back and blood squirting out. So there's right. that. And there's one with there's like uh, five adult figures around a tiny body on a floor with a larger hu- adult body over it and like white something on the floor with two other tiny bodies laying off to the side no. looking dead. It doesn't look like the tiny bodies. In my opinion, this is oh, what it, it looks, looks like, like because they're the exact re- Yeah, they're exact replicas of the tiny baby right. underneath the person, but they get faded. There's two more images directly above that get more and more faded. So what it looks like is possibly they killed the baby and that's its soul leaving. I can only describe this as a finger painting of a child being raped to death. That's what we're right. looking at here. And if you so hate who, yourself, go look up Kim Noble's Kim artwork Noble. and so, all the glory of that. Kim Noble is apparently suffers from dissociative identity disorder or multiple personality disorder, whatever you want to call it. She claims to have 100 personalities. And one of them's name is... um, uh, Dup Finger Painter. No, it was that other name I just said. Oh, Rhea Pratt is is one of her personalities, and I think Rhea Pratt is the name of the person who paints all these really f***ed up ones. But yeah, she claims to have 98 to 100 personalities, and... They paint these fucked up arts. She doesn't. She's innocent of all of it. So <laughs> she's clearly a crazy psychopath that paints crazy psychopath paintings. And these paintings are found to be liked by the Podestas. And possibly they might even be... I'm pretty sure her artwork is featured at Comet Ping Pong, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I think the one that I was talking about, uh, it comes up under her name, too, where it's the... It's like two naked ladies and two children's heads being pushed together and, like, blood squirting out underneath their heads. Um, Very, very bizarre. But, yeah, we'd be remiss if we didn't bring up the 
wonderful, wholesome artist, Maria Abravovich, who has connections to Hillary Clinton being invited to some of her events. She has connections to Jay-Z and Lady Gaga and other people who have very bizarre ties into some of these occulty type <laughs> uh, right. satanic ritualistic stuff. So you want to jump on the Abramovich train? I don't want to jump on Marina Abramovich, <laughs> but I'll give it what I got. What I know about her is she's not your typical artist, what we've been talking about, like screwed up painting and stuff like that. She is a performance artist. She's like these a, people are your typical artists? <laughs> well, we're talking about painters yes, and yes, like yes. wall art. She's a performance artist. Right. She does performances supposedly at museums and stuff like that. She's a Serbian performance artist. Um, she's an old lady. I think she's like... 70 or something like that but she's known now in this realm the pizzagate realm as for her performance art known as spirit cooking yes and what brought this to light was um podesta was invited to one of these spirit cookings and wasn't hillary clinton's name brought up in that too yeah she was invited like it was in her emails that she was invited to a spirit cooking yes Basically, the spirit cooking isn't as hippie flowery as it sounds. <laughs> um, it's the most disgusting thing I think I've ever heard of in my life. Basically, you draw, write or draw with whatever bodily fluid you can think of. Um, it involves an occult performance during which menstrual blood, breast milk, urine, and sperm are used to create paintings. Right. Is what the description here says and a lot of people say it's not nearly as far-fetched as what everyone says or it's all just um kind of a mocked version of it even if it was a mocked version of it that's really really disgusting so yeah Um, if you if you look at this as a performance art deal and not anything else okay she's taking what looks like blood and writing with her finger on the wall things like Mix fresh breast milk with fresh sperm milk. Drink on earthquake nights. And it's like running down the walls. And there's another one's like, with a sharp knife, deeply cut into the middle finger of your left hand, eat the pain. And then there's like her and Lady Gaga and different people like with these what look like bodies. and Supposedly look like resemblances. Yeah. Yes, of they are. Corpses. F- quote unquote fake bodies who knows but they're like cutting into them and eating things out of them and there's right it's like like tied up like, children like mock up tied up children covered in blood mm-hmm. and uh like covered in gauze or whatever so you can't really make out details but yeah. such wholesome art as that is what we're we're talking about <laughs> and the yeah and these are listed in the podesta emails as he was invited to one of her cookings, and whoever invited him was like, I hope to see you there, and yeah, so he's obviously involved in these things, and these corpses, they're laid out, it looks like a dinner spread, mm-hmm. it looks like a five-course meal at a table, they're just taking knives and like cutting chunks out of whatever this is, and eating it, or drinking the liquid around it, like dipping cups or what ladles or something in, which yeah. the liquid would be whatever bodily fluid comes is supposed to come after they're dead, like blood or urine or... It's disgusting. Like, just the images 
the fake images are putrid and disgusting to me. And yes. I don't know why anybody would even even entertain that as art, even call it art. Well, I feel bad calling her an artist. Well, it's like the, uh, the Bohemian Grove stuff. Like, we haven't really dug too deeply into that, but we've mentioned it a couple times, and it's like, so let's say there's this completely innocent frat party thing that people go to and do this weird, like, mock ritual sacrifices uh, to Moloch or their gods or whatever like that. Like, assuming that that is just an art thing or whatever, same as this, if this is going on, even if it's quote-unquote innocent and just like, this is fun for us somehow to write these abhorrent things on a wall with blood and do these bizarre things. Wouldn't the people like to know that, uh, I mean, this isn't something that normal people do on a Friday night with their buds. Like, wouldn't the people want to know that these elite The highest people people in Washington. Yeah, the leaders of our country are taking part in these innocent, totally fine, (laughs) like, awful, horrible things. And supposedly... She has said that in public, these things are art displays or right. art performances, but in private, these are occultic rituals. These are actual, like, rituals to yes. Satan or yeah, that was in like a, evil power. Like a, what, a Reddit, Reddit AMA or something like that, where she was just answering mm-hmm. questions? Um, so she said that, and that was before all this stuff came out. Like, people were asking her about her art and if it was occultic like what the ties are into the occult. And she said, if it happens in private, it's for the occult. If it happens in public, it's art. So uh, I didn't know about this stuff. It seemed pretty private to me. And it seems like if it was public, we would have known that Hillary Clinton and John Podesta and these people were being invited to it. That's, That's private. So by her definition, makes this whole thing a little bit more credible, in my opinion. But... So like I said, like we've said, the Podestas are just overall just creepy people that are really obviously highly connected to the Clintons, not just, hey, we kind of are acquaintances or we give money to them or something. No, they're like directly on her staff, her campaign staff. We didn't mention uh, there was the case of, did you see this? I was in there. Little girl, that Madeline McCain. I was going there. All right, go ahead. My bad. (laughs) The Madeline McCain also, they seem to possibly be tied into another uh, case, another conspiracy theory. The the Madeline McCain uh, kidnapping. Young girl was kidnapped in another country. Uh, won't go too into the details. That's just a really weird story as is because the, the way the parents reacted to it is just really freaking weird. This girl, young, young girl just disappeared and nobody's found her and case closed. Supposedly, um, the police sketches, or the police—it wasn't even a sketch; it was kind of a computerized yeah. uh, mock-up of what the the perpetrators looked like. If you look at these mock-up sketches and then do a side-by-side with John and Tony Podesta, you'd say it was the same person, yes. hands down, the same person. Like down it's to, freaking I'm pretty identical. sure they had, except I'm John Podesta sure- didn't have glasses on in the police sketch. <laughs> But I'm pretty sure one of them had an exact mole location that, huh. which, if you barely saw the person, how would you know where a mole is? But mm. still, just the fact that they looked that close, the two of them looked that close to those two sketches, 
and the fact that John and Tony Podesta supposedly were not too many miles away staying in a house owned by one of Sigmund Freud's grandchildren or great grandchildren, <laughs> who is a convicted child rapist who wasn't there at the time, but apparently John and Tony Podesta were not in Sigmund his house Freud. at the time. The no, grandchild. <laughs> the grandchild is a convicted rapist and like a predatory rapist. He raped like 11, 10, 8 year olds and stuff like that. So he is a disgusting person and apparently has super close ties, close enough where he's like, you know what, just stay in my mansion here in town, somewhat around the same time as this little girl mm-hmm. going missing. So. I mean, all of these, I guess you could mark up as a coincidence, but really all of them. At what just... point does it stop being coincidence? Right. Like, what do you want? <laughs> yeah. Just the fact that all this stuff is connected to the Podestas, a high-profile candidate like Hillary Clinton should not associate with these people yeah. whatsoever. These are the people that they're like, Hey, erase these emails from these people. I don't want any connections with them. But instead, she has has one of them hired on as her staff. The other one is very powerful lobbyist for her party. And so, very much connected. And we talked about James Elephantis being, like, number 49 in Washington. I'm pretty sure both Podestas are within the top 20 most powerful people in oh. Washington on that list. Because yeah. I read the entire list. Nice. So... So, to cap the Podesta-ness of this discussion, um, gotta bring it up briefly. There's not a whole lot on it, but I would say, I, I want to bring this up because it's worth keeping an eye on. Chester Bennington, <laughs> Lincoln Park vocalist, supposedly killed himself. It has come out since then that uh, it's being investigated as a murder, and he supposedly was in the process of trying to or planning to expose some child pedophile rings. And same with his really good friend. That one singer. <laughs> oh my God. Chris. Poor, terrible. Chris Cornell. Chris Cornell. Yes. Like one of his best friends who supposedly committed suicide earlier was allegedly digging into the same stuff and they were both looking to expose it. I don't know the, the details specifically, but Chester Bennington died on Chris Cornell's um, birthday, and s- some very bizarre things tying him to John Podesta, which we never heard before now, which makes it a little suspect and a little hard to believe. But if you look at a side-by-side of... Okay, so so people are claiming that Chester Bennington is John Podesta's bastard child um, from long ago, and sounds completely fabricated and made up, and I thought it was, and I still don't know how I feel about it, but if you look at a side-by-side of John Podesta and Chester Bennington, like, they could play the same guy at different of different generations in a movie. Like, they look almost identical, <laughs> except for right. the gauges, and <laughs> honestly, that's about it. <laughs> Chester Bennington wears more hipstery glasses than John Podesta does. That's about it. Right. But if this generation grew up a little bit, then he would look exactly like John Podesta. Um, right. <laughs> and got a little bit more of a suntan. But, yeah, I think that's worth bringing up. I I mean, maybe it's all complete bunk and rubbish, but um, 
you know, it's worth keeping an eye on as things unfold because that is something that is currently happening and just happened a couple months ago. And more and more things are coming out as they investigate the murder. I suspect if they find out that it is what that claim is, that we won't hear anything about it. So, who knows? Obviously. Yeah. Obviously. And like, like for example, most a lot of people haven't heard about Pizzagate because it got squashed so very quickly right. as soon as it came out. Yeah, and that, that was one of that, that's what made me the most suspicious about it was I remember hearing about it at the time and I didn't really look into it and then about 6 months later I started digging and I was just like I don't really remember these details. These got this got squashed so very quickly as fake news. Right. That that alone all this evidence "Quote unquote evidence," I guess you could call it. All these somebody weird coincidences, at least. <laughs> somebody should have at least looked into it, and it should be kind of an investigation. Yeah, it's not even being investigated before, at all. It's completely written off, even with all these ties. The, the term "fake news" derived from this story alone. That 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 was it. Wasn't even a a statement. You never heard the word "fake news" yep. or the two words "fake news" before this, and then all of a sudden. All this stuff comes out. Um, Reddit started censoring people who talked about Pizzagate as fake news. Facebook started having a, a fake news police force where they would flag things as possibly fake news. And all this comes out, and then it just disappears very, very quickly. Kind of yeah. like what we're talking about. If the Chester Bennington thing were to be true, it would get squashed as quickly as it... <laughs> Would be a story. Yeah, yeah, and I think the uh, the name alone is like something that makes people go, okay, whatever. Like just in the first, the very first episode of the show, we had the group discussion, and at the end, we were talking about um, different things that we might want to look into. And I mentioned PizzaGate, and Cole was on, and he just like scoffed at it, like, oh, PizzaGate, what's that? And that's that's a lot of what you get from a goofy name like PizzaGate. It sounds like. Uh, Something that's completely stupid and not worth looking into. Some, like Gamergate is about games being censored or whatever. Who cares? Uh, who the cares what gate with is? The deflate gate right. with the quarterback that deflated fo- footballs. Right. Um, just basically it all goes. I think it all came derived from the Watergate scandal. Well, yeah. And then came from there. But yeah, it's just a bunch the fact of like, that we cheesy put, names thrown on there. And the fact that we put pizza on it makes it sound even stupider um if we called it like even pedogate would be like yeah oh okay that's something we should look into or elitist sex trafficking gate or whatever yeah um which is another thing that just blows my mind that they're okay if you bring up sex trafficking and you say if you said to somebody sex trafficking is a real thing 99% 99% of people are like, yeah, obviously, we know, we've heard about it, there are all these celebrities that come out against it, and people who talk about it all the time in the news, that's totally acceptable news. There are sex trafficking rings that steal children and sell them into sex slavery. Sure, yeah, that's fine. The only thing that we're saying here is, you know, maybe some people with all the money and all the power and all the everything in the world are just as terrible as these other people and they are they have way more money to make these things happen than everybody else does like why is that so freaking far-fetched and it's it's not even like 
it's not even like we're assuming this. This this happens. This like Dennis Haster, former Speaker of the House, right. who is like fourth or fifth in line to the presidency if everyone else was to die. Dennis Haster is accused of a being a predatory pedophile, and he just I think was released from prison for that. I think he got like fifteen months or something stupid mm-hmm. bullshit like that. This guy is so important. He's the Speaker of the House. Nobody had a clue that he was doing this. Nobody else was in on this. This guy was the lone wolf of all elite mm-hmm. government pedophiles. No, this this is going on. Obviously, it's going on, but they're just throwing away the ones who get caught. They're just throwing them to the wolves and letting them deal with them deal with it. Yeah, to cover up what's really going on. And there's probably you know there's probably a vow of silence where if you get caught, you're on your own. We are denouncing you from the party, from the the ring, from our little inner circle of of pedophiles. You're not one of us. And if you say you are, bad really bad stuff's going to happen. How right. many people how many people who've tried to expose pedophile rings or any kind of scandal, how many of them have ended up disappearing? Right. Yeah, if you like, expose it, you don't get a <laughs> the ridiculous like 5 to 11 year sentence. You get the death sentence pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, I think the elitists that get caught, I think they are, uh, in my opinion, they are the ones that were either too stupid to do it the right way with all the rest of them, <laughs> or they sacrificed one of the ones they don't like as much sure. to get get the eye off of them. And that's, honestly, that's what I think about people like um, James Elephantis and some of these other people that I want to mention later, these guys that get caught up in it, that... Like, James Alephantis isn't a high-profile government guy, but apparently he's pretty important in this this ring. And I think, I don't think necessarily this story, even that we're saying, is exactly what happened. I think maybe things were blown up and pushed to look a certain way so that this guy took the fall for it. He's their fall guy, and we're going to push him out of this. And somebody's going to get accused, even though he's been absolved of right. any guilt but he's still got this reputation but all eyes now on him being... and nowhere else now exactly yeah and one one reason why i have this opinion is because if you if you dig into it you'll find that when this first came out the the hashtag pizzagate just blew up instantly it was just retweeted 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 well like 80 percent of those retweets were bot retweets mm. were like robot retweets in other countries and so Who's programming these bots to retweet this, and why are they doing this? Right. And especially from another country. It was like Syria and um, Czechoslovakia or the Czech Republic. What evidence is there it. of the, the bots just showing that it's coming from other countries? I don't know exactly. It's just stuff that I've read throughout my research sure. that a lot of this was retweeted by bots. And so, in my opinion... The way that looks, it looks like it was blown up. It was, like, directionally blown up, so it didn't blow up completely and expose everything for what it is. Right. It was blown up and forced to look like... a giant spotlight on what might be the least condemning of possible mm-hmm. evidence so right. that people don't pay attention to other things. Uh, very Alex Jonesy, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, and... Coincidentally, Alex Jones was the biggest one to blow it all up, yep. and he was the one to 
like force it to kind of force the direction, force the hand of where everything went. And he was the one talking the most about um, Comet Ping Pong. He was the one that supposedly the guy who went and brought a shotgun to Comet Ping Pong, right. he was he was, he was going off Jones of what fan. he heard. <laughs> yeah, he was basically going off what Alex Jones said. And mm-hmm. so he went into this place and tried to find out for himself. And th- so, that, that's another thing. We're told that this guy went in and shot up the place. He walked in there with a gun and then turned around and left and got arrested for it. Yeah. Like, he went in, yelled some things, and then left. Nobody was shot. There were... I don't even think there were shots fired, but nobody was injured, and, like, that's what we're focusing on. Like, these crazy Ox Jones conspiracy people think that Pizzagate is a thing, and they're going in and shooting up these restaurants of little crappy hole-in-the-wall dive bar places because of this abomination that... Uh, Alex Jones is spewing out all over the internet. Yeah. And in that guy's defense, if you are like a very, very quote unquote gun nut or something like that, and you thought this was happening and you had the means to figure it out yourself because nobody else wanted to figure it out. Find the basement. I I can't. I can't blame the guy for wanting to to get to the bottom of this. No, I've (laughs) totally thought this. Like... (laughs) Maybe I'm crazy, but uh, not that I would go in and shoot anybody. But if you honestly believe that there are there's a child sex trafficking ring happening in going through the basement of this crappy little restaurant, then what's stopping you from going in, breaking down doors find and finding the basement? Right. And you're not wrong to do so if it's true. Especially if nobody else will inv- at least investigate, look into it. Right. Well, apparently it looks, what appears is law enforcement won't touch it and they don't want anything to do with it. So we got to get to the bottom of this. So right. I'm going to do it myself, apparently. And right. that guy now looks like a nut. He's probably serving a lot of jail time for it and probably more jail time than Dennis Hastert served for <laughs> molesting little children. Maybe not. He may be paid to enforce the Alex Jones is the conspiracy authority uh, epidemic. Well, but um, so that brings up another point. Uh, the Elephantis, the Comet Ping Pong basement deal. They're like, well, obviously this isn't true. We don't have a basement. But people have found a couple years ago a Comet Ping Pong, Elephantis, one or the other, posting that is talking about how they have all this fresh produce and that's how they uh, make all their stuff so delicious. They have all this fresh produce that they keep in this uh, cellar in the basement, <laughs> like underneath Comet Ping Pong. Like there are statements about the basement from history and now that this stuff is coming out, their basement has disappeared. Obviously they blew it up or demolished it or who knows, maybe the basement was in one of these other buildings. He has another building right next door. He has another restaurant right next door. Maybe the basement's there. Who knows? Yeah. But I don't know. I just know that I don't usually believe the biggest story that blows up. I think there's a good chance it's a cover for more. It's not... I don't think it's a bunch of nut jobs just just trying to sway the public vote away from Hillary Clinton. I think that was just a lot of... Maybe Republicans, or Alex Jones Republicans, I guess, <laughs> use that 
as an advantage to sway people away from voting for Hillary Clinton and make make her look like the bad guy. But I don't think it's just a one-sided thing. I don't, you're not going to convince me at all that this is a Democratic sex ring well, no, at all. No. You're not, you're not going to tell me that all Democrats are pedophiles and the Republicans need to do something about it. That's not it at all. Well, That's just... Yeah, who's the guy with the, the island? I don't remember very many details about um, this. Epstein's island. Yeah. Um, Jeffrey Epstein, he has his uh, orgy island <laughs> or his mansion in the Virgin Islands that's been visited by... Donald Trump. Many, many elitists. <laughs> many elitists. Yes. Um, this guy's island, there was a 14-year-old girl who accused Bill Clinton of being there and also, she hand-pointed um, Prince Andrew as raping her at this island when she was 14 years old. So this is dragging in a complete another country yep. into the issue. Which, if you really want to get really crazy... Wait, wait, wait. Pizzagate. Keep going. Pizzagate. We're going to get into other countries. <laughs> okay. I just want to say, Pizzagate is just a small, small pimple. Right. On this monster of this elite sex ring. Yep. We'll have to get further into that. But, yeah, this this island, Donald Trump has been there how many times on record? At least once. But I know Bill Clinton was known to take Jeffrey Epstein's private jet to his island for whatever parties or social gatherings. And this guy... Disco ravers. Disco ravers? Don't ask me. I don't understand any of these parties that they're having, so... I don't either. (laughs) I don't understand. Maybe we're just not rich enough to understand what goes on at... um, Clearly we're not. Elite elite parties. Jeffrey Epstein was um, convicted of soliciting an underage girl for prostitution. Served 13 months in prison. He's a registered sex offender. 13 months? Man, that's harsh. 13 months of... I know. That's almost <laughs> as much as Dennis Hastert's, like, 15, 18, or whatever he got. Yeah, he was a, he's a pedophile. A 31-year-old has sued him for um, making her a sex slave at 17. That's who it was. She was 17. She also alleged she was trafficked to several people, including Prince Andrew and Harvard Law Professor Alan Dershowitz bad stuff lots of connections with this island it ties island. a lot of it together it ties a lot of the country elite <laughs> rings together this island has a lot in common yes we we He's, shall from here forth refer to it as shutter island shutter island hmm? okay okay it's the leonardo dicaprio movie anyway uh speaking of that no, <laughs> coincidentally no, I'm I'm sure he was not something. there as far as i know leo dicaprio was not on that island hey dan smots here i'm taking a second to interrupt myself talking to talk about myself because you know i don't get paid a penny for the hours and hours that i put into creating this show for you guys in your greedy little ears and i've got a family to feed to make that happen i run my own media business called goulash media if you have a need in anything from video production to graphic design to audio production and beyond you can get it all for a painfully fair price at goulash media in video i do weddings music videos commercials pageants plays etc 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 for design i do photo editing album art logos branding business cards merchandise you name it for audio i do engineering production editing jingles and well 
podcasts. So if you've got a media need of any kind, or if you'd just like to give a little something back and help keep my children fed, check out all the endless options at my website, goulashmedia.net. That's goulash, G-O-U-L-A-S-H, media.net, where we cater to the little guy with the big vision. (sighs) Okay. So there's this island, this weird shutter island bizarreness. Um, that we need to look into more, obviously, and everybody does. But uh, that ties into, I mean, bringing Prince Andrew into it, ties into, this is not just a United States thing, definitely not just a party between <laughs> good party, bad party, United States presidential election thing. This is yeah. bigger, and I don't want to... worldwide. Yeah, I, I don't want to dig too far, because... I mean, we definitely need to do at least another episode on that alone, if people are interested. But, uh, Craig, you've dug into some of the more international ties into this issue. Uh, Mostly, (laughs) all I've really got into was the British thing. And it's not really a tie into Pizzagate, it's just... Pedophiles, Britain. Britain is... Like, when you hear of elite sex rings in the United States, people are generally like, you say, hey, the elites here, the government here is involved in pedophile sex rings, and everyone's like, yeah, that's probably not true, that's bullshit. You go to Britain, you say, your government and your royal family is involved in a pedophile sex ring. Most of them are going to be like, yeah, we know. Yeah, probably. You probably shouldn't (laughs) be talking about that at all. Right. Like, around here, at this point... The JFK conspiracy theory is, like, believed to be a conspiracy by about 51%. The majority of the people, yeah, over half the people, believe that something shitty happened with the JFK assassination. Over there, when it comes to child pedophilia, the majority of the people know that it's happening, and yeah. they can't do anything about it. Number one being, the royal family can't be fucking touched at all. Right. They can't be brought to trial they can't be there is a law that says no member of the royal family can be brought in for questioning that might damage the royal name or something like that right so even if like i know there are pending cases in like canada against the queen or this case about the epstein island the shutter island against prince andrew nobody can get him in for questioning and see what happened there, because he's one of the royals. They can't do anything yeah, about it. It's not like here in America where we're like, oh, it's a democracy, so our president is one of us, and the more relatable he is, the better of a leader he's going to be. Like, Obama, he's a guy that I could totally have a beer with and sit down and chat with. Um, it's completely different dichotomy over there, where uh, right. the royal family are upper class in every way, and they are a completely different set of humans where mm-hmm. you can't question... Maybe humans, maybe gray aliens. No, we don't know. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> maybe reptilians. Anyway, yeah, it's it's just a completely different social structure. So if you say somebody over there is doing something horrible, it's like, okay, what am I supposed to do about it? Which is why we came yeah. over here and <laughs> established our government where we supposedly have a say. The British had their own James Elephantus. This guy named Jimmy Savile in the 80s, 70s, 60s, going back, he just this big-time philanthropist, and he ran a kids' TV show. He raised lots of money. This is the thing that gets me. These people that always get accused of running 
these sex rings, these child sex rings, it's always the same thing. It's always a really, really important nobody who raises lots of money for lots of different charities and stuff as a front for everything else that's going on. Right. Like, James Alephantis was always raising money for the Democratic Party. This Jimmy Savile guy raised millions of dollars for charities, for hospitals, and he volunteered at hospitals. He was worked directly for the BBC and um, was always raising money for them. So there was always cover-ups. This guy was always being accused of pedophilia, and nobody could do anything about it. One girl, you can see on this video of her on his show, and there's somebody blocking them, but you can see she sits down and jumps up really uncomfortably and is trying to get move away from Jimmy Savile, and I don't know what's happening, but his hands are not in view, and she is not enjoying whatever she's And this is the is children's right TV there. show? This is what, yeah, this, like, kids-type show, because I think she was, like, 15 at the time. Yeah. So and, it's like um, Big Bird getting a little handsy on stage. Right. It, the show is <laughs> called Jim, the show is called Jim Will Fix It. I don't know what he's going to fix, but that was the show's <laughs> name. I don't, I'm not entirely sure what the show is about, but it was, like, one of those, like, daytime, like, talk showy type things, but it was, like, a kid show. And um, this girl approached the staff of BBC and said, tried to say this happened. He did this. And he's like, Oh, that didn't happen. That's just Jimmy being Jimmy. That to me says <laughs> BBC is covering the shit up after. What does that even stuff, mean? I don't know. I mean, Bill Cosby didn't get away with those words. Bill Clinton or Donald Trump don't get away with those words. <laughs> like this yeah, is just right? them. It's just, it's just locker conversation, locker room talk. Yeah. With the kids yeah. on your show, it's just them being them. Sometimes right. they, sometimes they teach you the alphabet. Sometimes they touch little kids in their private areas. You know, that's just them being them. That's just Jimmy. Jimmy's just a little handsy. <laughs> if you you look up a picture, Jimmy's of Jimmy just a Sabo, bit of a he, terrible person sometimes. Jimmy looks like a pedophile. We, I mean, he's just a creeper looking guy. But um, like I said, he also volunteered at hospitals. This guy was self-proclaimed like staff member at these hospitals he had a house on site at these like oh um, god um inst- institutes and he would is it, he had keys is it to this the entire guy place. with the, the the john lennon sunglasses and... glasses yep good lord that's the one i invite there all is the nothing... listeners <laughs> just look up a picture of him there is <laughs> not a single picture there's not a single picture that looks like I would let him even come near my kids, let alone have a kids' TV show. Let alone, he works as staff for what I, nobody even knew what his position was. Like, even the head guy there couldn't really even say what his position was at these institutes. He was at, like, children's institutes. Yeah. I don't know if it was, like, a mental institute or, like, um, an orphanage or what, but he's at these institutes. Looking at he it, had it a must have been there. a mental institute. A house there. He had keys to ever access any door in this property. Not even the top person there, the guy that ran the place, didn't even have keys to every single room there. But Jimmy Savile did. And supposedly he would go and watch the girls take showers and talk to the staff while they were taking showers. He'd take the kids on trips. They'd just go away and then they'd come back. Supposedly he was a lone wolf type of person doing this stuff too. Where was he taking these all these kids to? It's come out since... The zoo. Since it, right after he died... 
all these allegations were released. We were talking about the Fall Guy. Well, now Jimmy Savile's dead, so we can just smear him in the mud because I'm guessing things were getting a little heated in the royal family or the higher echelons of the government. And so they're like, well, Jimmy's dead. He was obviously a pedophile. Let's just throw him under the bus now. And we ignored that so, until he died. Yeah, exactly. But what, all these people like the, the Was head there of the any P- mystery P- around his death at all? No, he's just old. He's like 85 years old or something like okay. that. Even the head of the BBC claimed that he had no idea what was going on at the time. Um, his aide, who knew everything about him, she said he knew, she knew nothing that was going on at the time. How did you not know? Especially since that one guy said, that's just Jimmy being Jimmy. You clearly knew. Everybody knew. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, but that gets into the deeper side of it is there's allegations that um, he had this house... Or he was members that of this like boarding house where it was basically a a brothel of children. He didn't run it, but he was frequent frequently went there and brought kids there. He was always with this one prime minister, and supposedly him and this prime minister would take little kids onto this boat, and these kids would never come off of the boat. So the speculation is that they were raping them and like throwing them off the boat with this prime minister. And so it's it's high up people, really high people in the go- in the government and Prince Charles wrote a note to him on his 80th birthday saying, "Nobody will ever know what you have done for this country, Jimmy." I mean, that could be his his charity, but everybody knew about his charity. So I don't really know <laughs> what is he going getting at there. <laughs> but um there since his death there's been they come. The law enforcement's come out and said at least 214 cases would have been criminal offenses, and most of them were under 10 years old. The kids were that he was doing things with. So Ugh. he was knighted by Queen Elizabeth in 1990. He was knighted by Pope John Paul II the same year. No, let's not go Catholic because that's a whole right. different ball of worms. Right. I don't. So, like I said, I we did I did get a little uh, into the uh, foreign affairs. I didn't go full blown Vatican yet, so we'll have to save that for later. But yeah, all <laughs> these high ups, he was known like all these allegations against him while he was alive. But ninety, he was knighted by not only the Queen but also the Pope. Um, he was a honorary Green Beret in the Royal Marines. He was honorary Doctorate of Law at two or three of the biggest like universities so yeah. he was he had connections is what i'm trying to say he was right. a powerful powerful person who did basically nothing like james alafontes he was a kids tv host who raised money right and was this super powerful guy who had all these connections so you put the put connect the dots i'm saying i'm guessing he was probably a ringleader of sorts for a sex ring over there that's my opinion of it and yes. it gets really deep. It gets really deep in Britain. Like, just start digging in Britain, and it gets really depressing and deep. So, that's yeah. I I mean, we're going to have to wrap it up somewhere. We we could, I as much as I hate to, we could do another episode on this. Um, do we want to touch Hollywood at all? Yeah. So, to bring it back to the homeland, <laughs> there are a whole bunch of celebrities who have come out saying that they were touched as as children, like the School of Rock thing. Uh, I, I 
touched your children, and I'm pretty sure they touched me too. Um, oh, <laughs> there's a bunch of Hollywood celebrities like Elijah Wood, Macaulay Culkin, um, what's his name? Corey. Corey Feldman. Corey, Corey Feldman. Feldman. Yep. Uh, he was of, the big one. Yeah, a bunch of people who have come out saying these things and their careers kind of slowly or quickly, rapidly they declined afterwards. Or right. with people like Corey Feldman, it was more after his career had already tanked. But, um, I mean, that'd but be what the did they time. make him out to be after all of that? Psychos. They turned him into a. They turned Corey Feldman into a complete nutcase. Yes. He is like a total nutcase. He's off the rails now. Um, yeah, yeah. can't get too deep into this, but um, yeah, the, I mean, it's it's everywhere. Uh, like like when I was talking to Tom Dunn about all the. I, I don't even know if he digs this deep into it, but he's talking about all these cult rituals and stuff and stuff in Hollywood, there are people coming out in Hollywood now saying, this happened to me. Some people might say it's be now, former A-list celebrities now B-list trying to uh, bump up their interest, but... Why would they go that route, though? Yes. (laughs) One little brief comment. I don't know if it ties into this or if it's just really really weird weird coincidence like i think i was podcasting with you yes (laughs) i think i was podcasting with you or talking to you on skype i just happened to be scrolling through facebook while we were talking and stumbled across one of those i just actually scrolled past it for a second one of those where this child actor is now type posts (laughs) and it wasn't anything like supposed to be bizarre or creepy it just happened to be Macaulay Culkin, where he is now, and how yeah. he's gotten into like heroin and stuff. He was a drug addict, and surprise, and surprise! I just Have happened to be scrolling past. <laughs> yeah, I'm scrolling past, and then all of a sudden the video keeps playing, and it shows his band, and I'm just like, "Holy shit!" And I remember because <laughs> I was talking to you, and I just paused whatever we were talking about, and I'm like, "Holy shit!" Because I I knew about his band, and I knew it existed, but I hadn't really been. Like, currently was digging into this Pizzagate thing. And Macaulay Culkin's band comes up, happens to be named Pizza Underground. (laughs) I mean, somebody who's a child actor... Fell off the face of the earth. Fell off the face of the earth. I don't know if he claimed that he was touched, but there was definitely allegations around that he was abused. He was very, very involved with Michael Jackson. Like, stayed at his house a lot. Um, that's a whole nother story of pedophilia. Yeah. But yeah, and then well, all of a sudden, is this, is this a tongue-in-cheek thing that he's going with, like the Pizza Underground? Or is this just really, like, back in the 80s, like, with Ninja Turtles and stuff, pizza was a thing, and, like, you know... Well, what's cool. interesting, if know. you tie it in... Like, what's I'm, going on? If you tie it in, um, I'm pretty sure Macaulay Culkin actually defended Michael Jackson a lot. So he was kind of... Like, if it was happening, he was on the other side, defending it and saying, no, it's nothing. And right. now he is in this band that seems to be, like, pledging allegiance to it and putting it in the name and all, like, using all the symbolism and the verbiage and everything that goes along with that. So mm-hmm. it would make sense uh, that the idea that his career hasn't... He, he's not, like, poor and destitute, like Corey Feldman, who is... <laughs> doing bizarre goth rock 
who knows what and like running With Michael himself Jackson the impersonation dances. Basically, yes. <laughs> so yeah, I, I don't know. It's it needs to be looked into. It's very bizarre, and there's not really a whole lot of information on it except for these very strange ties, like Pizza Underground from allegedly touched child who denies that he was touched in a special right. way at Neverland Ranch by adult child Michael Jackson. Um, <laughs> but yeah. He's probably touched as a child himself. He's touched us all, let's be honest. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, this... this we it, laugh, but this is incredibly uncomfortable. Exactly. If, if, we, if we weren't laughing, we'd be committing suicide by shooting ourselves in the back of the head with a shotgun. The truth behind all of this, all of this is supposedly speculation. But as we said before, nobody disagrees that child sex slavery is going on. Statistics say that roughly 800,000 children go missing in a year. To put that in perspective, the population of Kansas City, a bigger city, not like huge like Chicago, but it's a big city people know well. Kansas City has a population of nearly 500,000 people. Right. So So imagine about Kansas City disappears. (laughs) Times... One and a half, so about 150% of Kansas City. Say Kansas City disappeared one and a half times in a year. Somebody's going to freaking notice that. Right. That's a lot of freaking kids. In Britain alone, one child goes missing every three seconds God. in Great Britain. Yeah, and uh, in uh, the first three months of 2017, there are logged in Washington, D.C. alone 501 cases of missing juveniles. Just in the first three months. And there's like 250 of those, uh, 501, like basically half that are not solved. They are not figured out why these kids are just disappearing. Right. Who cares? Yeah. So we could talk about this horrible, awful, depressing topic forever. And as much as I would hate to do another episode on this, because it's my least favorite topic at the moment to look into, <laughs> um, right. maybe we will, if we have to, if we dig up some more dirt, um, in which case I will, because I, I, like you said, it definitely needs to be talked about, no matter how uncomfortable it is, and we're the uncomfortable podcast, so we gotta, we gotta jump on it. But yeah, I, I think we gotta wrap it up there, and... We'll see what <laughs> comes up in the future with this horribly depressing topic. But with the censoring of media now that's happening because of this, the censoring of social networks, um, this had, it, I mean, it's played a really important role in a lot of things that people don't even know about. A lot of yeah. things have happened. A lot of laws are, or um, not necessarily laws, but a lot of like regulations have been implemented due to this event right or this this coming this out fake news so i i've said it before in this show and i'll say it again craig this whole show is just to document your slow progression into madness um which is speeding up more rapidly than i expected it to i was gonna say it's kind of snowballing <laughs> at this point it's just it gets faster yep. and faster so shape of the earth go i'm just not on the fence at all anymore with anything. <laughs> what does that mean? You think it's flat completely? I, I don't think it's flat. <laughs> you say it's flat right now and the show is over. We're done. 
<laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not gonna say it's flat. I kind of like. I could see. I don't know. I don't know. We'll just say I'm not really I'm asking. Undeci- I'm I'm undecided. <laughs> I'm, I'm not really asking. Um, <laughs> no comment. This whole thing is just to get you to your most crazy point, and <laughs> once you're broadcasting from a padded cell, I'll wrap it up and we'll call it a day. So, and then I will hang myself with my bed sheet in the cell. <laughs> uh, nothing would make me prouder. Um, because I'm I'm pretty close to that myself. So Craig, thanks for coming on and forcing this conversation that had to be had and um, discussing the things that most people will probably hate to listen to, but just as much as I hate talking about them. Yeah, no problem. I I said in the beginning, I guess if you want to cover a topic that's going to get one of us disappeared, this would be the topic. <laughs> so that's why we did it. Yep. Let it be known, if any of us are not on an episode in the future, it's because we were taken out. Let it be known, I'm in no way suicidal or depressed. There you go, yep. Same here. Or to want to murder my family, or I'm not financially strapped or anything like that, so I'm not (laughs) going to kill myself, so... I'm just going to put that You're not financially strapped. Uh, Tell everybody about that, uh, that sound booth you got going on there. That's amazing what you're talking about. <laughs> that's top class. That's called me being that's called me being uh financially uh I don't know. E- explain saving it. my money. Explain it. <laughs> <laughs> that is a box stuffed with foam and a microphone. <laughs> so if uh, either of us disappear, it's probably because of Craig's sad excuse for a sound booth. Um, <laughs> that's why. <laughs> yeah, Craig. Uh, thanks, and of course we're gonna talk some more here in a second, and maybe it'll be bonus content. Until then, see you later. Goodbye. Hey, thanks for listening. I know it's a it's an uncomfortable topic, but if it is real, then it needs to be looked into. It needs to be talked about for sure. Now, as I said at the beginning of the show, uh, me and Tyler Mills did a bonus segment on Bigfoot that we'll get into here in just a second. But before that, I want to remind you once again, the Downers Club is what is keeping this show going. It is what is affording me the opportunity to make this show bigger and better for you as much as I possibly can. I'm using some of the money that you guys have donated, uh, putting it towards new gear and taking a podcasting course on how to grow this show even bigger in 2018 and 2019 and beyond. So thank you guys so much for that. If you want to help out, if you want to help me grow the show, and if you want all the bonus content, just go to tsidpod.com forward slash support and sign up for as little as four quarters a month. Also go get into the system is down forum at tsidpod.com forward slash forum and check us out on Facebook, Twitter, all that stuff. Facebook is fb.com forward slash the system is down. Our Twitter handle is at tsidpod. And please go subscribe share and review the show on iTunes. That is one of the best ways to help us get the word out there, uh, boost the numbers and get new eyes and ears on this show. Okay. Now for the first Bigfoot correspondent segment with Tyler Mills, you know, this is, it's an experiment. It's something completely new to both of us and probably to the world. I don't know if any podcast has ever done this, but I wanted to give it a shot and you know, it might be a little messy at first until we start figuring out how we're going to do this. But 
hey, it was fun, and I hope you enjoy it too. So that's coming up here in a second. Thank you guys so much for your support and for listening, and keep doing what you do and spread the show. I appreciate it very much. Uh, Next Monday, we'll be back here again with some more uncomfortable conversations. Until then, question everything and stand comfortable. And now for even more free nonsense. Enjoy. All right. Well, for those of you who are in the Downers Club, you're not at the level of Tyler. Tyler is our first guy to ever join the Downers Club at the $50 level, which if you look at the goals, that means I I might be the first podcast ever to do this. But I said, if you uh, subscribe at the $50 level, you can get um, your own segment on the show. And Tyler blew my mind by actually doing it. Tyler, how's it going, man? <laughs> oh, it's going great. Going great. Living the American dream. For sure. Yeah, Tyler, I know that you're a big, big, Bigfoot guy. <laughs> and we've done, a, we've done a Bigfoot episode on this podcast, but I'm not entirely convinced that Bigfoot is real. And I don't, uh, you know, I don't know all the facts. Do you want to be our uh, our Bigfoot correspondent for the show? I, I will. I would love to do that. Awesome. <laughs> well, then we'll we'll call this the uh, the Bigfoot correspondent hour or not hour. We'll call this the uh, Bigfoot correspondent segment. And feel free to take this time to convince me in any way that you can that Bigfoot is real. All right. All right. So uh, we'll start with the basics. The uh, the old Bigfoot video from the 60s mm-hmm. to Patterson Gilman film yeah. that everyone's seen. So there's a couple really cool things about that film that not a not a ton of people actually realize. Um, a guy came out not too long ago and said uh, that he created the suit yeah. that the uh, person wore. I saw that video. Yep. Um, well, what was funny was they uh, took special effects people from the uh, 90s still not today, but they were talking about how it would be nearly impossible in their current time to do it because of uh, the back. There is a, a line in the back where it is stretching. They would need a four-way stretch material that didn't come out till the late 80s. Mm-hmm. So that line alone helps prove that uh, if you believe that it is Bigfoot. Another really good fact well, is they quick, got... Um... What do you mean by there's a line that's stretching? All right. So in the back, there's a back crease where the muscles are, you know, right down the center of the back. You see it on bodybuilders and people with a lot of muscles. Sure. Uh, Well, on that film, when you look at it, it has that same indent there where you can actually see the uh, fur stretching along with the muscles as it's walking. Mm. So, yeah, it has actual muscle formations, not just. Yes. Yes. Cool. They got uh, some foot castings from that same exact film where using a uh, algorithm that I'm sorry, I can't tell you off the top of my head, but uh, guessed that the uh, creature that in the video should have been about little under eight feet tall. And uh, when they examined the video using a 15 millimeter film, Mm -hmm. that creature according to the background things, was seven foot, six inches tall. Nice. So their algorithm actually worked out for once. Yeah. And uh, really helped with that. I mean, again, last that I knew, Gimlin was uh, still alive, and he's still swearing by that video up and down. Sure. Like I said, I saw the video where the guy's 
trying to debunk it, saying that he made the suit and everything, and he says that the the breasts bouncing up and down is part of the suit because it's like loose or whatever. Do you have any debunking well, of that? <laughs> so here's here's what I always say. Why would he put breasts on the suit in the first place? He, uh, if I remember correctly, the guy was trying to say that he put it was uh, football pads that the front had fallen down mm-hmm. because I've watched the video many times. And then he tried to show another video of his suit doing that, which it wasn't. I mean, a football pad falling down. I played football in high school. Mm-hmm. I know that it doesn't look like a fatty tissue bouncing sure. around. Right. It looks like a <laughs> hard piece of plastic. Right. Did they have the technology to do, like, I don't know what it is that they do with, like, makeup stuff today for films where, like, silicone, that type of thing. Did they have that technology back then? Do you know? At the time... The person who was the best in special effects was the person who was doing it for uh, Planet of the Apes, which had just came out fairly recently before it. And uh, the big conspiracy was that that guy who made the uh, costumes for Planet of the Apes was the person who made that costume because it was Mm. so good. Yeah. But he was talking – the reason in Planet of the Apes that they all had to wear clothes is because he couldn't get a body to look right. Sure. Like the actual torso and everything. Yes, yeah. yes, and uh, the walk it does. Uh, the the female Bigfoot is also another uh, thing that is very strange. It is uh, not a natural way for humans to walk. Mm-hmm. They they keep their knees bent at all times, and uh, it makes it so the top of their head glides almost instead of bounces like a human. Sure. So when you go back and watch, you can see that the head is just gliding across. Now, I mean, you can also teach a human to do that. Right. But it's – it's. But why? <laughs> it's, yeah. Like like if it was like just a guy in a suit back in the day, why would they have even thought of that? Like make it act not human because, I mean, they're basically saying this is like a big wooly human type deal. Why would they tell it to act otherwise? Yeah, exactly. I mean if, if it is a hoax – I mean, I'm still not 100% convinced it's 100% real. Sure. I mean, it's kind of convenient that it just happened to be there and he was happening to be uh, shaking (laughs) very, very horrendously. Right. But at the same time, I'd probably say I'm 70% convinced it's a real video. Oh, yeah. It's it's very interesting. And um, has there been anything that – like any – videos since then that you find extremely compelling yeah there's a couple um i don't know them off the top of my head there's a drone footage that i really love the drone was out in the middle of nowhere right and uh chased down a bigfoot i really loved that that's the one Um, otherwise uh, running right yep it was running something else i really love is uh it's not a video it's more of a picture from a uh, trail cam Someone, their apples were getting stolen off their tree. Mm -hmm. So uh, they put a trail cam on to see what was stealing their apples. And at first they got a picture of a coyote eating the apples. And then very shortly afterwards, it is blurry, but there is a large humanoid hairy creature bending down Mm -hmm. and picking apples off the ground. Nice. Yeah. Send me links to everything because – the reason you're here is to convince me that Bigfoot is real. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, that's uh, that's Bigfoot segment number one. 
Tyler, thanks for thanks for supporting the show and thanks for being here. And I'm certainly open to it. Uh, I have no problems if it is real, but uh, we'll dig into it even more in the future. Sounds good. Thank you for having me. This has been a Goulash Media production. Goulashmedia.net. This concludes our broadcast day. Click.